We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's us. It's Agro and Barracuda uh, here with the Backliners podcast. As per usual. As per usual, you, of course. Yeah, right. there you go. We missed a week because um, there was a little bit of uh-huh. downtime with Smite. And I feel like I mm-hmm. forget... I forgot how to. I forget what our whole show is about. Um, I don't know anything that's going on. Do you have any? Uh... I think it's about Smite. Well, only and... the back like sixty percent. You know, the front forty percent of the show uh, is usually not about Smite. You know. That's, oh uh, that's well, that's where that's we're cute. gonna get him today. We're gonna go right into the Smite talk. We are. Yeah, we are one hundred percent. We're gonna go right. <laughs> Right, right. Bear, I feel like you're into... managing me. I feel like you're doing this uh, because you. Oh, I wish I could. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. That's fine. I'll I let... feel like you'd be fun to manage. Really? Ask Hindu Man if he yeah. does that way, or Ajax. Uh, I think I would be fine to manage. I'm, yeah. I'm good. You know. I, yeah. Uh, I'm it depends least, on the day. I'm I gonna guess. crack some jokes from time to time, but uh, but that's all that you're gonna get. Okay. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Shout out Mrs. Ma. She's gonna be happy with this episode. Big episode. Um, because we've got mm-hmm. to go over the 9.5 patch notes. Uh, yeah, a lot. I'm like scrolling on the patch notes in order to find where I want to start, and it's hard to find where I want to start because there's so yeah, much. Yeah, I can hear your middle finger about. breaking as you're scrolling through. 14. Do you scroll with your middle finger? I scroll with my index finger. Uh. Oh no, index finger. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Am no. I ever? I mean, I guess if I have to click at the same time as scrolling, but when do I have to click at the same time that I'm scrolling? Wait, I do both. If I have to click, then yeah, it's middle. Okay. Yeah, both ways feel normal to me. So. No, middle finger feels yeah. really weird. Sorry. When do you have to click and scroll at the same time? I don't know. Oh, maybe that's the secret to being a Smite Pro. You know, you just gotta do that. All right, I'm just control effing health. That's what I'm doing. There are 62 oh. instances of health. Goodness. Um, okay, this is for that. This is for that. Let's let's talk. Well, first of all, I did want to have a little spiel at the very beginning here. Um, oh no! Here we go. Here we go. It's going to happen. Uh, hopefully it happens less and less. The The thing is, is that I understand that uh, it has become much harder for me to give my opinion without a bunch of qualifiers on things like game balance uh, with my new position. Um, and trust me, I don't like having to qualify 
uh, all of my opinions over and over again, um, as, as much as you guys like hearing me having to qualify it. But I think it's kind of important for me to continue to do because my position now just, just has a lot of, it's very different, um, from what it was Mm -hmm. before. And my words carry a different type of weight and it's not if someone will eventually take exception to my opinion and, you know, post it on Reddit or on Twitter and say, you know, game dev is, you know, says this about smite or the smite fans and that, you know, they don't value their opinion or whatever. It's not a matter of if that'll happen. It's, it's a matter of when, and when that does happen, I would very much like to be able to say, well, you cut out the part where I said before that, you know, I understand this. I understand this. This is my opinion. This does not reflect the whole dev team, you know, whatever. Um, and I think it's just important and, and more fair to the other designers and the people on the balance team and that kind of stuff for me to continue to need to attach those types of qualifiers to uh, my thoughts on update notes and that kind of stuff. So I apologize, uh, but that's just the way it's got to be. You know, that's things change, chat. Things change. What's so funny, Baron, huh? Uh, you, the guy you, in chat said aggro's back half of his head is looking real sexy. I know. I, well, I moved my thing. Okay, here. I moved my cam. <laughs> well, I moved my monitor. Okay, wait. Yeah, you were ranting for so long, and all we saw oh, was... Why haven't I just put my webcam here, dude? This is so much better. I had to move my monitor to make more room for my mic so that hopefully my mic sounds a little bit better. And I just realized I could just put it oh, right in the perfect. dead center. Yeah, look at that. Okay, now we're cooking with gas. Gorgeous. Holy Let's wait. do it. Okay. Um, do you watch Cracking the Cryptic real quick before Smite Talk? Do you watch Cracking the Cryptic? Do I watch what? Okay, there's a YouTube channel of a guy. Well, two guys that solve like Sudokus and puzzles and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was falling asleep to his videos like every night for a while. Mm-hmm. And whenever he like breaks open the Sudoku, he's like, oh, now we're cooking with gas. And I've mm. never heard that outside of his YouTube videos. And then mm. you just said it. So I was like, I do not watch them. No, I've never heard okay. of them. Uh, it sounds interesting. But no, I've uh, I it's... used the term cooking with gas a lot while I was casting for sure. Oh, I never heard it, so... <laughs> yeah, you never listen to my cast. I get it. Unbelievable. What type of support is this? <laughs> so, so terrible. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, where where, where go, are we in the past? You said health, but... Uh, uh, which... it, just search time to kill uh, or time. Okay. You know, that, that should do it. Because that's, that's the biggest thing. That's where, that's where I want to start. Um, this... I said it on the Patch Notes show, um, but again... I could be a little bit more free in this situation for sure, even if I have to qualify everything I say. I think that this is the biggest change Smite has ever undergone. Um, I think that it is cha- it is going to change the game more than removing boots, more than rituals, more than getting a free relic at level 1 and being unable to get another one until level 12 because you used to be able to buy both relics as early as you wanted. Um... I think that more than any map change, anything like that, this fundamentally changes the game of Smite more than any update ever has. Do you agree with that, or do you think another change has changed the game more? Um, I think it's pretty close. Um, I mean, obviously, you could say, like, the major years that the map has changed between, like, I think it was, like, Season 1, Season 2... 
And I want to say, like, between 3 and 4, maybe it was 4 and 5, there were big changes. But I I think that this one definitely topples all of them just from playing on it. And it is a huge, huge difference. Like, you won't understand how big the change is until you play for the first few minutes on this new patch. Yeah. And even then, I really think, obviously this is not the plan, but I really think mm-hmm. that we could not touch the game for the rest of the year and the meta would not get actually solved uh, Oh yeah, for yeah. the rest of the year. Um, teams would do well. There would be things that look like they're the best thing to be doing. Um, but the game has just changed so intensely that mm-hmm. it would take pros months we could maybe not touch it for a calendar year and i don't think that would that a team would really solve it um but you know that's part of the fun uh is is that there are going to be constant changes and that pros are going to have to try and keep up and adapt um maybe real quick i should for any listeners uh, or viewers who are not familiar with the changes basically in 9.5 every single god in smite is getting tankier uh, every single god's base HP went up by 40%, and their base HP per level up, went up by 5%. Their base physical protection went up by 40%, and the p- protection for level by 8%, and then magical protection up by 8 per- 28% and 28% per level, because magical prots are weird and different. Um, basically what that means is, at level 1, the squishiest gods in the game are going to be 145 health te- uh, healthier. And the tankiest gods will have an extra 209 HP. In a level 20, the squishiest gods will have an extra 200 HP. And the, the tankiest will have an extra 300. And again, that is before you factor in the extra protections as well. So the effective HP is even higher than that. Uh, this is alongside a suite of changes to minions to make them a little bit tankier. Elongate the laning mm-hmm. phase. Um, all that kind of stuff. Uh I think instead yeah, we'll of from go ahead scrimming on it, uh, to touch on what you said earlier, from scrimming on it, no one knows what they're doing. Like it's I don't not think impossible. any team has really tried to not like try as in like we're like trolling and scrims, but like right. no team has really like found a good foundation to build upon right now. Um, I think everyone's kind of just picking not like random things, but. It's a pretty, I wouldn't even call it meta. It's just like teams are just scrapping, trying to figure out what is actually good. Yep. And it's it's fun and frustrating at the same time, I think, because I felt like we were really good on like the previous patch. Yeah. And now it's like every team in the SPL got knocked down to the exact same foundation, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I don't think like... Because in my opinion, like, us and Dragons, in my opinion, were the top two. And that's I think, where you guys finished, so I would agree. And I think everyone else is, like, it's just, it's, like, absolutely crazy right now. Like, it, it, the scrims just feel so weird. Sometimes productive, sometimes unproductive. Uh, Just based off of what different teams want to try out. And, yep. yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a mess right now, dude. I cannot wait for Smite Masters, man. I cannot wait to see what the what everyone has come up with. A lot of questions mm-hmm. in chat about the timing of Masters in relation to this patch. Um, I, I think I know where you're going to be coming from on this, but 
from your perspective as a player, are you excited to be playing on the new patch, or would you have rather had the patch release and then you play on an old patch uh, until after the event is over? I mean, obviously, Perfect World is the patch releases after Masters since it's such an astronomically big change. Mm-hmm. But if I had, like, if there's no way to change the patch timing, um, patch's got to come out probably when it comes out. Yeah, probably prefer to play on the old one just because I feel like we scrimmed on it for. I mean, I feel like Smite didn't change that much between like the patches of this year, and then this change, in my opinion, is bigger than the season eight to season nine change. Mm-hmm. And so it literally feels like everyone just got reset in the first like five months of the year, which is a little awkward. Um, so I would have definitely preferred to play on the old patch, even though sure. the patch is coming out. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy right now. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's a very valid opinion. Uh, I think especially when you look, th- you look at it through the lens of a player whose job is to win and have, and mm-hmm. maximize their chance to win. Um, I think that is a, a very understandable point of view. Um, from my perspective as a fan um, and as a caster and now as a developer, um, I, I like that the, the tournament is going to be played on Masters. I, I would have been very concerned if we weren't able to get you guys a test server to be practicing on. You know, if it was just releasing on yeah, Tuesday 100%. and then you had a few days and then, it's, and then it's just game on. Like that would obviously be unacceptable. But... You know, the, the pro players and SEC players are going to be competing, have been able to scrim for the last, like, two weeks, I'd say, right? Uh, last Monday, I think. Last Monday. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so about an extra, like, week or so um, mm-hmm. gives you a full two weeks of prep time. I think that it's important to know, I don't think that anyone, if I were on the casting team, before an event like this, we would be having and i'm sure they are having a narrative meeting um to to like understand mm-hmm. you know what how do we want to frame this event what do we want the stakes to look like you know how is this impacting what we're going to talk about the rest of the year and personally i'd be very adamant that masters is not this year Th- this year masters is not going to determine who is the best team in the league right now i don't even think that mm-hmm. it you know playoff events aren't always who's the best team or who is going to win worlds. It's who's the best team right now. I don't think masters even that. does that this year. Um, yep. I think agree. masters is who is the team that is able to break something the best, the fastest. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know, it's a different type of thing, but I think that's really mm-hmm. cool and interesting. And what I would be doing who like, let's say, let's say, um, the the Oni Warriors end up winning um, the event, right? They win Masters. and But the rest of the year doesn't go super well for them, and they end up breaking up. Mm-hmm. Next year, when those rosters are forming, knowing that, you know, a guy like Neil or a guy like Mika um, or maybe Dardes is playing some really weird stuff on the new patch, whoever, whoever the leaders are on that team, that's a tough, like them being creative and open and quick to adapt to change is a skill set that I would be talking about for those players 
for a, for a good amount of time after this event. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a really good way to showcase a new skill set that it, it isn't actually new. This is a skill set that has been developed and been important and pro players really value uh, yep. for a long time. You know, the ability to understand a lot of changes and break it as fast as they can. Um, but when it's this obvious, when it's this in your face, and it matters so much more than other skill sets do in comparison uh, normally, I think that that makes for a really exciting event um, that is, that is going to be really fun. That's my opinion, at least. Yeah, it's definitely really stressful as a pro player because I feel like, I mean, I mean, I feel like it won't like really give anything away, but we sure. like don't know what we're doing. Like, uh, If anyone told me I they f- did know what they were doing, I'd think they were wrong. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like most teams are, like, on our page of, like, uh, like a somewhat of an idea of what to do or, like... But it feels... It's not even, like... Like, we're, like, under-prepping or, like, disregarding this event. Like, we're trying, like, really hard to understand what to do. Right. But it just feels so awkward, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, if... I don't know. It just... <laughs> it's so weird it's it's so different than i guess previously for smite like to go through a change this massive like right before a tournament yeah i don't know if that's really happened too often um probably not right yeah i don't i don't think i mean if we just said that this is the biggest change ever then probably not well I, um, yeah i think it is but i don't know how you know i don't remember exactly what the spl schedule was like when mid-season of season seven hit when we removed or eight when we removed boots when was that season seven right um like i think, I think the middle of season seven yeah like i don't remember what the spl schedule was like around that time um so I don't know what was going on then. I do think it's mm-hmm. kind of weird for it to be... Oh, season eight. Oh, was it season eight? Yeah, all the years are the same. Um, the <laughs> They all just run <laughs> together. I can't keep them straight anymore. Um, I do think it's weird to be like in the middle of a phase and then have a huge patch hit and change everything and then be like, all right, totally new. Because then your, your phase standings are also thrown into whack, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, obviously I'm not saying there isn't an easy time to do it. I think that I understand the the player point of view of some players not preferring to play on this patch that they wish it would have been on the old one. I think a lot of player perspective is that they want the tournament of a phase to determine who the best team is in that meta. I think that that's mm-hmm. like the way that players view it. I don't know that that view is shared widespread. Um, and I just kind of view these middle of the season tournaments as checkpoints on the road to worlds. And we're mm-hmm. dropping in to see who the best team is right now. And it doesn't, it is not important to me who the best team is in the meta, because that's what, that's what the event that, that, you guys got second in and the dragons got first in was four. Like you prove, mm-hmm. you guys proved that you were the two best teams on that meta. We're good. Now it's a, it's a whole new, it's a whole new show. Um, and I, yeah, I will I say, think I think it was on the old patch. I still think dragons would have probably just won this upcoming tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think they had the, uh, like flex options. So like 
so well put together for their team and like picking and banning at them against them was really difficult and i guess it was like 9.4 mm-hmm. um so i really i think that they probably would have just won unless we figured out how to like stop uh like i guess like pagons like picks in mid because mm-hmm. um, i think that was like their big opener against us most of the games was just him like doing whatever right i don't know if you can or can't do that on the new patch um or how well it will work uh i assume that they'll like still try to get that stuff to work mm-hmm. or like keep those flex options open mm-hmm. um yeah uh yeah uh I feel like I'm talking in circles a little bit, but it is, it is really well, it's weird. You know, you're, it's the week before a tournament. I get it. You know, you uh, don't want to be giving away too much, and I definitely can uh, can sympathize with that. Um, I do. You know, we did a lot of testing about uh, on this patch internally and that kind of stuff, and there are things that I think are strong. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the big key for the team that ends up winning Masters is going to be that they save more money on their phone bill by switching to Mint Mobile. You know? Really? Yeah, I think that, like, instead of being ripped off by big wireless providers, uh, knowing that they're getting premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month Uh is going to be really, really good to free the mind a little bit. You know, their their Mm -hmm. brains are going to expand. They're going to see picks they've never seen before. And then they can tell their coach, who might not be there, uh, through a great wireless connection online. Um with no sort of interruption. And it's not going to cost them an arm and a leg, Barra. That's the thing. Did you practice this on the week off? Because that was a really clean No, you segment. know, I always try. I think I try and, like, I get up and I kind of ask a leading question. And I think that I mm-hmm. I came at it with a different tone this time. You really did. I kind of tried to much sneak more it in there. Yeah, I tried to thread the needle a little bit more. And you know what? I think it's, I think you, it's working for me. You would really think that I would learn by now when it's coming. <laughs> but I... I didn't. <laughs> it actually caught me completely off guard. Oh, we absolutely love it. Yeah. So, again, to reiterate, for anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate, whether you're buying for one or a family. And at Mint, families start at two lines, so it's nice and easy. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you get to use your own phone number with any Mint Mobile plan and... Keep your same phone along with all of your existing con- on contacts. I know how to speak. Mm-hmm. Barry, you use Mint Mobile. So I think that you guys are already in a, in a great spot because of how much you love to use Mint Mobile. Yeah, I mean, it got us to second place, but I was really hoping, you know, that it would swing me into first. But mm-hmm. I think I'm just powering up with how much money I'm saving each month. Mm. And I think... By world's time, I'll I'll save enough money to win worlds, I think. Okay. Because if I'm already in second place by now, you know. Right. It's like, going to compound. Like, look, Renegades was like sixth place. Bolts last year, we were like, I don't remember where we were, but I'll, we'll just say lower than we are now. Uh-huh. Now we're in second place with all the money I've saved each <sighs> month. And Destiny's saving a lot as well. And... No way. When you order online... It literally takes like five seconds to swap over. Like you've not got five seconds. Yeah, you've got five seconds, and you've also got fifteen dollars a month to spend on your wireless bill. Yep. So, swap over. Swap over. 
All you got to do to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped straight to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash backliners. That's mintmobile.com slash backliners. Mm-hmm. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash backliners. There you go. Best Mint. way to support us and right. the backliners and prediction as well. Much, much, much appreciated, Chad. That's very, well, very true. true. Well, well said, Barry. Um, Thank you. Yeah, on the topic of backliners, um, I think that they obviously got stronger um, <laughs> this patch. Uh-huh. In particular, one of our two classes. Hint, it's yours. Um, really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think hunters are pretty <laughs> unanimously uh, the best class um, uh-huh. right now in the game. I think they feel really, 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 really good. I think mm-hmm. mages... Um, I personally don't think they are very strong right now, but I do mm-hmm. think that when they get to six items, they feel okay, but I don't think they pressure the lane enough, um, to warrant how much weaker they are in the late game than mm-hmm. hunters. Um, I think that the, the early mid games are pretty comparable between the two classes and then hunters are just better at killing basically everybody in the late game um including their ability to kill towers and uh and fire giant and all that kind of stuff um Mm -hmm. would you agree uh you know obviously again with the knowledge that you've got a tournament coming up i'm sure you don't want to give too much away but um oh i already said we don't know what we're doing it's fine okay great yeah um yeah hunters are ridiculously broken in my opinion right now Mm -hmm. and i use broken in the i think they're actually broken like actually op is this the Um, best hunters have ever been you think i don't know that's that's hard to say i i remember in like season one or season zero you could crit for like 1k and that was cool and you had a Um, 90 second sprint cooldown yeah that was was it 30 was it 30 seconds back then on upgrade no, it was 30. 30 would be crazy. I'm looking But up. you might be... I want to say it was 60 seconds. Maybe it was 60. Maybe we're splitting the difference here. I'll look it up. Keep going. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Hunter is really strong. I personally think mages were really strong as well. Um, I don't know if there is a specific, like, mage tier list right now. I don't think we're in a meta where... Uh, I'll say like the Tiamat meta, where Tiamat was just absolutely busted OP and you had to pick or ban her or you just like lost. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're in that kind of meta for mages. Um, I think their job is a little bit different currently. Um, I'm not sure like how good or bad they are. I think the biggest thing is just the red buff. And that thing is a mini boss for mid laners. Yep. Uh, is like trying to kill that thing as a mage, it literally like half HP half HPs you. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people like I'll be honest, like scrimming on the patch, I hated it. Like when I first started scrimming on the patch, I was like I was literally losing my gourd. Because like <laughs> You didn't have a gourd like, anymore? I lost it. My gourd was gone. Oh, and no. I will say I am beginning to understand and possibly maybe like it a little bit. Mm. I 
I won't even lie to you, chat. I've been blowing up aggro's DMs he has. with frustrations. And I will not I I was very frustrated. Yeah. And there are certain scrims that still get me that frustrated. <laughs> um but I I think that uh we and other teams are figuring out what to do about those pesky pesky buff holders that mm -hmm. you know just are extremely tanky mm -hmm. um yeah it's it takes like 15 auto attacks to kill your two minute purple <laughs> and that's a lot of time that's that's a lot that's a lot of work i'm yeah. really like sitting there chopping down a tree for like 15 seconds write that down they're um, playing sylvanas write that down that's <laughs> intel for the masters land we got them ladies and gentlemen we got yeah them. Yeah, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if that's true, Deathwalker, but you know that's fair. He said this is the best patch Smite's ever had, and I'll die on the hill, and I'm playing solely. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I mean, not to like, you know, poop on aggro right here. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. It, I might like it a little bit by the end of this week, a little bit more. It's definitely. Yep taken a big mental hit and a lot of frustration to work through all the changes mm -hmm. and i th i think mid laners and soul laners are feeling it the most mm -hmm. uh with what they have to do mm -hmm. and yeah it's 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 quite the doozy it's quite the doozy yeah i mean it, the game is just so different um mm -hmm. I, I will say this this is I was gonna get into this in a minute, but I think that the thing that really encourages me, and again, before I go on my spiel, this is my opinion, doesn't reflect that of the dev team, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that like a sound bite. I know, bro, we really do need it. Oh my god, I have a sound bite that we didn't play yeah, before. One. Oh my okay. god, bro. It was actually so good. It's we got a so DM from good. A guy I know. We yeah. Uh, one, uh, an amazing fan of the show did send us a little jingle to intro when the Smite Talk mm -hmm. would begin, and I forgot to play it because we started the Smite Talk so early. I will play that's it next fault. week. I, I um, call you off guard. That's okay. That's okay. We uh, I didn't have it. Re I didn't have it ready to be honest. Uh, I will remember mm -hmm. next week. I will put it in right after the show. It is unbelievable. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. It is so funny. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that encourages me, and the reason that. I think the game has changed so drastically is that I think the fundamental rock, paper, scissors of smite it has changed or can change as a result of this change. Um, mm -hmm. Historically, what I mean by rock, paper, scissors dynamic is that assassins are supposed to be killing backline backliners. Um, guardians are supposed like tanks are supposed to beat assassins because they make their job harder uh hunters are supposed to kill the tanks and mages are supposed to kill the hunters over the wall with long range damage uh and big damage late game um that is the mm -hmm. the general very loose obviously not in every situation type of rock paper scissors that many many mobas including smite uh exist on that general principle um <laughs> but i think the reality of how it's worked for a long time is that frontliners namely warriors have built and played to kill hunters um because they mm -hmm. are so important to the late game um 
And I think that the, the thing that makes me think that the most is when you think about how all, all of the metas where warriors are really OP, what are they building? They're building Thorns, they're building Nemean, they're building Glad Shield and doing a lot of damage and being really tanky. Those are the items that have consistently been nerfed from these classes, and it's because they become too good at that job in particular. Um, and now, because when left on an island, they have always been able to solo kill the hunter, um, unless the hunter is super fed or the warrior is super far behind or it's hyper late game. <laughs> that has been a lot of what team fight has pre been predicated on at a high level is that the ADC is going to get run down by a warrior and an assassin and the mage and the guardian are trying to win the 3v2 with the hunter in order to prevent that from happening. Now, I think the hunter just is under no threat from a tank warrior anymore. You don't, if they're alone, I don't think you have to respect their CC or you don't have to respect their damage nearly as much as you did before. Um, and so that aspect, do you, you're, you're giving me a face, Barra. Do you disagree? Uh, Wait, I, I agree with what you said, but I think that's the warrior's job, in my opinion. It has been the warrior's job, and the warrior can still do that job, but it's got to be in a different way, which is kind of like where I was going. Like, before, they could build full okay. tank and actually solo you, or actually force your, like, Aegis by themselves, um, and that allows you to be easy cleanup for another class. Now, I don't think they put that type of pressure on your life bar, or on your Aegis in particular, and it allows the hunter to play a lot more greedy and a lot more aggressive. And as a hunter in playtesting, it has felt really, really good to not need to be threatened by a full tank warrior. But I think that's what's created this feeling that I agree with of hunters being so strong is that their natural predator is no longer good at what they did. Um... But what's very encouraging to me, which I kind of got sidetracked, what's very encouraging to me is that we have taken that threat away from tanks in a meaningful way. And when playing tanks and when talking to tank players, I know there's going to be exceptions and people who don't agree and all that kind of stuff. But largely, I don't think they feel useless in the team fighting stage. Even when taking away a lot of their effective kill potential... There is a ton of tweaking that we need to do. I mean, good lord, the amount of work that, that we have in front of us is, is daunting a little bit, but in a very exciting way. But the fact that we've been able to take that threat out of their hands and not immediately feel like they are completely worthless is really exciting. And I think that's the hardest, that was the hardest goal to hit. And I think that we are fairly close to a point where... We can fix the, you know, there's going to be outliers and, and other stuff that we can fix much easier than tackling this very, very difficult problem that I don't think we got perfect, but I think we're at a position that we are close and that is what I find most exciting about it. Yeah, it's, I, I know a lot of tank players are really frustrated with the current, uh, ecosystem i guess of team fights and overall like warriors in general i yes. think that that class is just kind of you know uh on life support right now they're hurting and a bit i agree i think it's i mean 
I think it's because you talked about them getting nerfed over and over and over again on like all of their hybrid items for a while. Yep. And now it's like you're a warrior and you get to your lane and now you can't like clear minions either. So it's it's like why pick a warrior if I can't like do anything late game? And on top of that, I can't like control the early game either. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that class has just been like absolutely butchered. They are not in a great um, spot overall. I would agree. Yeah, as I mean, I feel like I'm not giving anything well, away. Well, they like are they are especially not way. good at doing what they have done historically. Um, but that's where I think uh, my opinion of the game has changed so fundamentally is that mm-hmm. I just wonder, and it's really up to you know. We could have playtested this patch for two years internally and we wouldn't have gotten it perfect by any means um, and we would have still needed to make a million changes. And so I think that there is value in just letting the player base go buck wild um, and then because mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the data that we get and the sample size is so much better. Um, but... I, I wonder if the game can develop in a way that warriors aren't just able, like, they, the, can they be successful in a way and feel good to play and play against when they can't solo a five-item hunter by themselves? Um, or do they need to do that? You know, is that, a ne- is that a necessity? And if that proves to be a necessity, then... We can go from there. But I, I just think that we are questioning that dynamic of the team fight in a way that has really never been questioned before. And and that's what, what, what really interests me. Yeah, I think it's really hard to have... I feel like that scale of soul inners soloing a hunter is so, like, on the fence. Because I feel like, even last patch, I feel like sometimes... I would either do like insane damage to a soul inner, or they would like I was I think it was the the RDO games where they would go like celestial and another fizzy item, right? And it was in the Crusher Aussie meta of hunters, and I would auto them for like sixty. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's obviously not fun, but then there's like hopefully my mage can do damage to them at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but currently. I think it's very unhealthy for Smite when hunters are this strong, mm-hmm. uh, just in general. Because I think it's this will leak into the rank system of people just picking hunters literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... I, I remember some... I think it was like when Deathbringer was super OP. Yeah. And people played hunters in like every role, right. basically, just for fun. Um. Uh, I, I just think it kind of like breaks the fundamentals of Smite. I think, I don't think Warriors should straight up like be able to solo me, but I think that they should, like the fight should be close in mm. my opinion, depending on who's ahead or who's behind. I think the fight should be close. Um, but now it kind of just feels like, I mean, I guess like nature talk, like mm. it's like, Hunters were the deer before, you know, being hunted, and now we took away, like, our predator, mm-hmm. and now there's just deer everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's overpopulation, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's hard. 
just because I don't know, just so many knobs were turned in this patch. Yeah. That I think if you guys got it perfect, it'd be by luck. And it, it's impossible for us to get it perfect. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it's like, impossible. When when this many things about Smite are being changed, it's impossible to get it like 100% accurate. Um, but I I think it's an exciting direction for Smite to go in. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's going to be pretty like awkward at this Masters land. Yeah. But I have full. I mean, not like awkward, but just a completely different meta, completely different style of Smite. And but I think I have a lot of faith in you guys to, I guess fix the problems that you see mm-hmm. um which i mean you said it earlier is like very exciting to like fight those challenges or face those challenges it's so fun um, that's what I, that's what i find very fun about game design is that it's a, it's just all one big puzzle that we got to try and like figure out as best we mm-hmm. can knowing that we'll never actually finish it um yeah i mean i i, I definitely think so i, w- I do want to ask you i wonder if we should just have an episode that's like me asking game design focused questions to like try and show how I think about things. That might be an interesting premise for a show in the future, but this is, this is like kind of an example of what I mean. You said that hunters, that warriors shouldn't be able to solo you, but it should be close. Mm -hmm. The question is how close is like, what what is that number that feels right yeah, exactly. right and, and it's not exactly. i'm not asking you to to name i should live at 250 hp all that well, that's why stuff. i said like it's so on the fence right because as you said earlier if they build to beat the hunter they'll always beat the hunter sure but that's why you have a mage behind you that should be following up and should be like helping you i mean especially like ranking casuals you're hoping your teammates will help you yeah do you think like the average casual player feels like that is an acceptable thing and i don't and i this i truly do not mean this to sound like a loaded question i really because these are the things that i think about on a daily basis is i i agree with what you're saying if they build five items dedicated to beating me in the 1v1 then they've earned it but I'm relying mm-hmm. on my teammate to pick up the slack and beat them for me. But in a casual game where you're not in comms and you probably don't know who your mid laner is and you don't, you can't necessarily trust them to do the right thing. I don't know that the average player feels like, oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't think that, that that medicine, that makes the medicine go down any easier. You know what I mean? It doesn't, they built mm-hmm. five items to beat me. It's stupid. I'm a six item hunter. I should be able to kill them. Um, you know, I wonder mm-hmm. I wonder how how the average player feels about that type yeah. of investment. I think that's that's a fair point to bring up. I think right now the reason Hunter feels so strong is because I feel like there's no items that you can really build on this current patch that will stop hunters. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously like you can go horrific, you can go mid guardian, you can go witchblade, and you can just like hold W at us. You can also buy spectral, but I feel like they're not nearly as effective as they used to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they still help mitigate hunters. Yeah, I still that um, that's another point though. Is it just that the the hybrid items got nerfed and there and and hunters have more health because hunter DPS 
has not increased, right? It's... Hunter's got no buffs. Um, Chins gets marginally better, but not better than the buffs that Warriors and Guardians got in terms of effective HP from their HP pool and their physical protection per level. But what do you think has led to this? Is it just that Hunters aren't under threat via damage from these classes? Yeah, you're not really under threat unless you're misplaying. I mean, I can't really like, give away like scrim picks right. that I've like died to, unfortunately. Right. Wish I could. Wish I could, listeners, but mm. unfortunately, I can't. Um, it's you're not really under threat to a lot of picks. Also, it's a Devo's meta, which, in my opinion, Devo's metas have always uh, been really good for hunters because I mean, a lot of life steal, a lot of power on one item. Just feels really good on your curve after you get that and then you start curving outward. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was a Crusher Aussie meta right now, it would feel way worse when you're hitting Warriors and Tanks. But because we're not under any threat like in the early mid game most of the time, we're able to get our Devo stacks for free. Um, whereas previous metas, we'd be getting ganked and dying. Um, we're able to get our second item, whether it's Kins, Wind Demon. Uh, if you want to go silver or whatever, you can build that. And then you're like already building crit on your second item, which feels really good, obviously. And then Spectral, in my opinion, is kind of a dead item right now. Uh, I don't think it's really good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not really... Like, building crit second doesn't feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel bad at all. Um, and it just feels like everything is perfect for the... like. Devo's crit build right now. Mm. Um, and then also, since we don't have boots anymore, we can just fit Kins in there so much easier. Um, and like, I don't know, it's just being a hunter just feels really, really, really strong sometimes. And you can literally just kill everyone if the team fight goes your way. Right. Um, but I think it's, I think for your point, um, I think it's just a giant collection of things. I don't think the buffs to warriors and tanks for their effective hp did nearly the nearly anything close to what it did for hunters and mages um because i feel like maybe warriors in the late and game, guardians but surely in the early game it does more right for them because it's percentage based yeah but yeah but you're not fighting them in the early mid game um not in a 5v5 no but you know, yeah little so like stuff. the chances of me seeing like a warrior in the early mid game Right. I mean, well, it's not existent, right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. No. No chance. No chance. No chance. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, hitting a tank or hitting like a guardian uh, feels basically the same. My webcam is going super fuzzy right now. Sorry. Um. Barry, you got to do the hand trick. Uh, Just put your hand up to the webcam real close. I'm serious. Yeah, Go I ahead. did that earlier, and it, yeah, it didn't fix that, it. And now, bring it back. And we're in business. Thank you very much. That's how it works. How did, okay, why does it work for you? But I did that on stream like eight times. And, okay, whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, For to finish off for your point, um, it's just a giant collection of things. Crit being really strong right now obviously feels really good for hunters. When you can have a lifestyle item as effective as Devo's while building crit, that feels really good. Because um, obviously you're under basically no threat because you just lifestyle through any damage anyways. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, there's a lot of knobs that you guys can turn to make Hunters worse. I mean, you can hit Devos, you can hit Crit, you can hit Kins. I mean, honestly, I think most of the items that ADCs are building right now are 
extremely strong. Mm-hmm. Like, I think our starters are really strong. Devos is really strong. Kins <laughs> is really strong. Silver strong. Crit str- like literally every item feels insane. And yeah, yep. like normally before I would feel like slightly weak. Like, okay, I'm going Devos. They're gonna go Crusher or whatever, or like. They could go like a blood forge and they're gonna pressure me a little bit. Now it's like I'm not under any pressure for a long time. Right. Um, which, and as you said, it's like the hunters or like people that were hunting the hunters don't exist anymore. So yes. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that that contributes to it. Another thing that that I saw, um, you know, obviously with the discussion of hunters and all that kind of stuff, it's that that crit is too good, that spectral isn't doing enough, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I do wonder, this is, again, my own personal curiosity, not reflective of anything that we could do or are planning (laughs) on doing. I find it really interesting that in a game like League of Legends, their hunter, every hunter item in their game has crit. Every single Mm -hmm. one. It is, that is just what they do. And they have, they have one anti-crit defense item that I can think of that is not as good as Spectral um, at defending against those crits um, in the majority mm-hmm. of situations. Sometimes it's better. It basically is like an active item that in an aura around you like reduces their attack damage and crit damage for a short period of time. But you have to be very mm-hmm. close. Why do you... Th- is it just because for the history of Smite, there have been a crit build path and a non-crit build path that have been viable at different times. Why do you think that the the topic of crit and it being good is like almost separate, I think, than when hunters are good? Like it's a different frustration factor mm. when crit is good mm-hmm. versus when hunters are good. And I wonder, I, I like just in this discussion, I've kind of been thinking like, I wonder why that is when... When in a lot of MOBAs, I'm not familiar how it works with in, in Dota or anything like that, but you know, mm-hmm. in League, a very popular one, hunters just crit and they just kill you. And remind you, in that auto, in that game, they don't have to aim; uh, they click on you and they kill you in like three autos late game. But they have more damage. That's not always happened. Never, never talking that again. Uh, why do you think crit gets its own frustration in Smite? Is it the two separate build paths? You think? Um, I'm honestly not sure. Uh, I think it's really frustrating to play against crit and smite because I th- I think being like maybe like being like third person makes it worse because you can just like you, you can just kind of feel how useless you are. Like if, if a Jingwei is like one threeing with her two proct and she just dashes in. You kind of know you're about to be dead in like two seconds, right? Like, and I'm way too inexperienced with in league or like other mobas to discuss like their fundamentals or why things work for their game and don't work for ours. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of times when hunters are really strong in smite, it's either through sustain in the early game with Destal um, being very strong. Or it's the crit late game. Um, I feel like people don't have too much issue with the yellow damage builds most of the time. I could be wrong about that. Um, no, I agree. I think that most people are less frustrated with hunters when it's not a crit meta, it's a chins meta. 
But then everyone also goes, I miss when Crit was good. It was more cool. It was more cool and fun. <laughs> and then Crit's good. Yeah, and they're like, Crit good. is so dumb, man. I hate it. Uh, well, I think it's just like multiple people complaining about different things uh, yeah. in those instances. Or people are always the grass is always greener kind of people. Well, that's a huge um, part of it. I don't think that's debatable. Yeah, and people are just like, "Oh, I'm I miss season three meta. That meta was so perfect and so good." Like, but they don't remember any of the bad things about the meta or like previous like iterations or like, "I miss old Doom Orb. I want to stack Doom." Like, yeah, bro. Like, you die once and then your other mid laner has 50 stacks and you come back with like 25 yeah and or zero i don't remember if it fully reset reset back then and then your game's over like right you can't fight them for the next like eight waves like right. that's and people just i don't know they just kind of forget uh a lot of things in my opinion yeah but i no, will I say like on this patch i think hunters i mean obviously we talked about it but i think they're way overtuned. sure um but maybe it's not even hunters being overtuned. Maybe it's just the defense items are just so bad right now mm. that that's why hunters feel so strong is because defense has been gutted several patches in a row. Mm-hmm. While on this patch, basically they got nerfed again, I think, um, and then they just got a little bit more HP. Interesting. Yeah, I think I could very easily be wrong. But my personal opinion is that it's not that tanks suck. They, you know, warriors and being able to unclear and solo lane, all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that they're in a great spot. I think a lot of them need a lot of help. I think the warrior class needs to understand, you know, we need to dial in the warrior class identity um, and what we want them to do is my personal opinion. Um, But someone in chat said something, uh, that I was going to address anyways, but I think it leads nicely into my point. When I was talking about the rock, paper, scissors dynamic earlier and how what it's typically is in MOBAs and what it typically is in Smite, and it's a big misconception, I think, for players who are starting to get better is that as you got better, the dynamic did change. That, Mm -hmm. Like I said, hunters are in the typical rock, paper, scissors in a MOBA hunters kill tanks but in smite at a high level your job was to build and play gods that killed the hunters as tanks now that that isn't an option i'm not saying that we have removed that i'm saying that it is more like i'm curious on whether or not the actual natural predator of hunters that being full damage assassins can actually do that job um, in a way that Mm -hmm. they haven't had to before. And I personally think that if we can get the game in a state where tanks are hard to kill, but not impossible, able to soak cooldowns and bring utility and some degree of crowd control, but not be able to full solo a hunter when they're both at six items, that is... That is what I personally think is most fun. Is that what's best for the game? I don't know. Um, I think that our players and how everyone feels about this patch and future patches and all that kind of stuff, that will all dictate what changes we actually decide to make and what I think we should actually do. But if it's just mm-hmm. aggro's version of Smite, 
If the Warriors can't solo kill the Mages or the Hunters at six items when everyone's full build, if the Warriors can't do that by themselves, but the Assassins are actually capable of winning DPS races against these classes in a pure 1v1, but being unable to do that against the tanks, then that seems like the right dynamic to me. And so I wonder if hunters if instead of buffing warrior damage in pvp you know maybe we can, can we find a way to buff them in pve make them be able to clear the wave a little bit better but still not give them all that strength back in order to kill backliners by themselves in pvp can we instead actually promote the class that is supposed to be killing these backliners to be able to do that without also making them too be able to too easily kill the tanks um I wonder if that if there if there's a, a a place that we can find ourselves in that type of thought. Um, yeah, that's why you're a designer and I'm a pro player because <laughs> uh, I got a bit lost when you were talking. Yeah, sorry, I said a lot of like but, letters and stuff, you know. Yeah, I feel like that's like I feel like a MOBA is pretty impossible to balance personally. And make it feel good for everyone at all different levels. It's I very think that's virtually impossible. I mean, obviously, like it can feel like okay or like all right across the board, but I feel like having a meta where literally everyone at every level of play, like casual to pro player. I mean, it's like, uh, it's like, I guess like Emoja, Hades, and like gods like Aposh and Zeus, like. Those types of characters and those types of kits will never feel the same across all levels of play. Same with, like, Ares, too, before people learn how, like, what Beads does. Dude, um, when I started playing, I had no idea you could Beads Ares ult, and I thought that character was <laughs> so broken. I was like, this is yeah. so OP. I couldn't like, stand it. There's so many knobs that you can turn. That's just my new thing that I just say on cooldown. No. Uh, <laughs> there's so many knobs that you can turn at all levels of play. Like, I, I have no idea what it's like to play as, like, a silver, gold, plat, mm -hmm. like, anything like that. I have no idea what it's like. I have no idea what they experience. Right. I have no idea how they, like, farm, like, when they want to press actives, when they want to rotate. Right. What even feels good, like, if they or buy what actives. feels bad. Yeah, if they buy actives, do they upgrade actives? Yep. Um, so, I, I personally have no idea, like... I did, uh, we had a friend stay with us for a few months, and we were teaching her smite, and I was so taken back, I guess, when I had to teach someone smite. It's hard. Because there's just, there's so many different levels of like, oh, you need to be doing this, so you can do 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 this, like... It's all like a building block, and I, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty impossible for everyone to be happy at the end of the day. Well, yeah, um, but it's not about but, everyone. You know, it's not about the game being perfect. It's about is making it as good as we can. Um, you know, striving mm -hmm. for perfection is a noble cause, I guess. But you know, I, long ago, I I gave up trying to find a way to to make Smite perfect. Um, it's just mm -hmm. not. It's just not possible. Um, you know, too many players, too many different factors, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it is really hard. It's funny you mentioned that. Um, 
some uh, like I got asked to try and like teach a mutual friend how to play Smite, and I kind of found the same that I found like my job was literally to explain the, what was happening in a game. <laughs> I did that for five years, and I felt so worthless trying to teach this poor person yep. Smite. And it's really like, I think when you just reach uh, a level like this, I mean, surely there are people who could play as well or better than me and then actually do a good job at teaching these people how to play Smite from a a zero understanding level. But for Mm. me, I have a really hard time not overwhelming with information and like, you know, yeah, because you don't know you're just thinking so much like it's, it's just how it is, you know? You don't know what information is going to stick. And, like, also, like, when you try to give out builds, you have no idea, like, what build to give them. Because, like, I was just like, oh, play Izanami, build, like, Devos, and just build crit, and just hold W at people. Yeah. Like, well, she was playing on a controller. I was like, just, like, like walk into them. Because, like, you have the highest chance to hit more auto attacks with Izanami. And. You can just, like, slice through people. And it was literally, like, she was playing as bots. Yeah. Like, well, people, like, real people, but they literally were just bots. Like, they would just walk into auto attacks, just get crit for, like, 400, and then just die. And then she turned to another guy. Auto attack him down. He just dies, like, in, like, a few hits. And I don't know. It's it's so... I don't know. I, I can't even imagine what it'd be like if I had to teach myself smite, like nine years ago or like 10 years ago i don't even know what i would say to myself yeah i i mean it's just it, it's hard the game's hard um mm-hmm. and it's it's hard to to do the right stuff all the time because there's just a million factors um that's that's yeah, just I, the way it is i do think obviously i think warriors will get buffed in the future patches and i think warriors will kind of get their I don't want their job, like, too redefined. Um, Because I I think that is a fun, I guess, like, seesaw or Mm -hmm. effect of, like, like, boxing, like, a pro, like, warrior player late game is so much fun. Or, like, waiting for, like, if it's, like, a big, like, a colon blinkle, like, you're always waiting for that moment. And I feel like when hunters this i mean i think it's more warriors are so weak or like frontliners are so weak that the ecosystem's weird now um but i feel like we won't get to see that many of those style of plays in masters from like tanks um i mean obviously tanks will still be able to make like a few plays here and there Mm -hmm. but i think the big solo players will just be playing different things um which might again be just as exciting as before but i guess like maybe i'm like old-fashioned or something right no i mean i there's something to be said for i'll play the game this way for years and i want to keep playing it that way i think that's a very Mm -hmm. valid feeling um and if that's what our players want then we'll do our best to make it that way um well, I guess we're not even going to, like, go over patchness. No, 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 no. I think that we have, like, that was the only way I thought to approach this this type of oh, patch okay, was, okay. To, was to be very zoomed out. I mean, are there any yeah. zoomed in, like, micro changes you want to talk about more than um, the broad the stuff? The Cirquette Cleave auto attack is pretty interesting for me. Yeah. Because um, that helps her in support and jungle a bit. That's it does exciting. help her a little bit in support, but I think it... it 
is definitely more valuable in jungle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just because the the one is really the only ability that clears camps super well. Um, so having her be able to clear those camps a little bit better helps. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she definitely, as, as AJ said on patch notes, she actually went down the most in win rate from the DR changes. Uh, she was hurt the most by it. Um, but it, uh, you know, we'll see what, how, how she is the tank, you know, she has percent HP damage, not as much as she used to, um, but still does have percent HP damage. And, um, you know, I wonder if she gets better with this change and is able to be a little bit more in the fight or if she still gets one tapped, you know, who knows? Mm -hmm. And sometimes the trebuchets I found, uh, get a lot of value and sometimes they do absolutely nothing. Um, teams are like figuring out when to send them. Like if they just want to hold all of them or if they want to like send them once they get it. Um, so that's exciting. And then also for anyone out there who has tried to end a game, it's hard. Yeah, you better be uh, smart about how many Phoenix shots you're tanking. Or tower shots you're tanking. Yeah, well, I was talking about, like, literally, like, fighting the Titan. Like, that thing... That thing is a beast. That is... He is a tanky, tanky boy now. That's what everyone asked for, right? They wanted the Titan to be a real thing. They wanted it to be a real objective. That's what they wanted. Yeah, everyone is, you know... You gotta put a little star there, but <laughs> it was a very yes. popular suggestion. I'll say that uh, it was a very popular suggestion for the Titan to be harder to kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that that man is hard to kill now, and uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. But just all the buff camps across the board. Once you guys, if you didn't play on PTS. Um, when it comes out tomorrow, uh, hopefully it's up all oh, day. Last thing, Barry. Um, yes. Are sir. you pumped to play the the closed beta conquest map again? Oh yeah. Wait, Dude, is that out? Or it'll like... be out for the oh. first smite night, which is. Let me just make sure I get the right. Uh, here we go. The first day of it will be will be does it not have the date on here on saturdays i don't think it's the first saturday after the patch goes live i want to say it's saturday the 28th um is when i think it when i think it will happen uh that'll be the first day that you can play smi- the the closed beta conquest you cannot play it before that um and then it will be available in it'll it's only available to queue for 24 hours on that Saturday. That's how Smite Nights are always going to work. It's going to be limited time modes with leaderboards um, and rewards. But it's only Wait, up for, for a 24-hour period. Yep, it's dope. I think it's going to be really fun. Um, Wait, when was this a thing? It, this is the first thing. It's up on the 21st, Isaiah says. Oh, okay, so it is the first Saturday. Thanks, Isaiah. You're the GOAT. Um, Wait, I didn't even know about this. Yeah, so on Saturday the 21st, you have 24 hours to queue for, cat, for closed beta conquest. There's a leaderboard, there are rewards, all that kind no. of stuff. Then it's then it's closed. You can't queue for it anymore. But you can still play on the closed beta map in customs after that. But if you want to queue it up and do matchmaking, you gotta play on Smite Night. Wait, you said like Smite Night's gonna be like a regular thing now? Yep. We're gonna have different events and different Stuff. 
weird. going on this on Smite big. Night. We already confirmed that one of the Smite Nights is going to be 5v5 no. Conquest. You can only queue with all five people. So you get to Dude. have a leaderboard for just playing 5v5 Conquest with your friends. Bro, this is actually disgustingly cool. I'm not even, like, this is, I had no idea, no idea this was a thing, and this is sick. Yeah, it's my nice thing we've been working on in the in the background for a little bit. I know a ton of work's gone Bro, into it. Uh, I think it's super cool. This is, this is so cool. I'm genuinely giddy about this. This is actually so cool. Great reason. Like I mean, that, that this is money streaming opportunity for you, Barry. I mean, streaming on Smite Night yeah. and playing the modes and that kind of stuff, that's going to be easy cash. Yeah, any uh, chance we move SPL off of the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> off of Smite Night? Hey, bro, uh, you, I'm not the one to talk to about that. You know, you gotta, you gotta talk sorry. to Sorry. Sorry, uh, I can't show up to SPL today. I gotta win my Smite Night. <laughs> gotta win my Smite Night, baby. Uh, uh, it, 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 the first Smite Night will starts? be Saturday the 21st. Saturday the 21st. So this okay. Saturday, I believe. Yep, this Saturday. Like... Like at midnight and goes to midnight, or that starts at like I noon? do not know. That one I do not know. I would, just, I would assume like noon to noon or something, because it says smite night. So if it started at like Saturday, at like I don't know, like twelve or like twelve midnight, I feel like that'd be a little weird. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure when it starts. It might have to, you know, time zones and all that nonsense. But uh, it's gonna be really cool. Um, I have had so Wait. much fun testing. The closed beta conquest map. This map is so unbalanced. It is absolutely insane. What are you talking about, dude? It's it's so perfectly balanced. Really? <laughs> the fact that minion like golden XP like barely scales at all. And yeah. it takes so if yeah. you bro, if you fall behind, you will have <laughs> no fun. You will have no fun. Let me tell you that right uh -huh. now. Um But when you're ahead, lot. it feels real good. Um 5 a.m. to 5 a.m. Perfect. That's what I was hoping. I was gonna say like 3 or 4 a.m., but that's that's perfect. 5 a.m. to 5 a.m. There you go. It is perfect. I was gonna, I was like I was saying I was I was saying like it's called Smite Night, you know. Right. Like, if it turns off at like midnight between like Saturday and Sunday, that'd be a little that's weird. Not gonna be worth 5 a.m. to 5 a.m. is literally perfect. You can stay up all night with your boys. I might actually some, be uh, like I might maybe I should just like stream close beta conquest all day Saturday. No, this is actually like the okay. I don't want to be one of those guys, but uh -huh. this is like one of the best ideas the community, it's a great idea. like people have ever done, literally ever. Like I am genuinely in love with this idea. It's a great this idea. Is actually, so much fun. Agreed. I'm super excited about it. Um, here's my hint to to all of you out there of whenever you play the closed beta conquest map, if you've never played it before, which I'm sure is very many of you, it's a two one two <laughs> meta. I don't think you can jungle really um, because there's no XP camps. All of the camps are just buff camps and they're on very long cooldowns. So you won't get enough farm. The The strat, do not play a mage in mid. That is a trap. Play a shove in Rome assassin no, or warrior. No, no, no. Be a role player chat. Only play the characters that were out in 2012. We did do that. It was fun. <laughs> um, but then also getting to play Giannis on this map or Kleena on this map. Oh, uh, true. Is so much fun, dude. It's so fun. Um, the games are just so not balanced. Like they were all blowouts in a really fun way. Fire giant, like pit is so terrifying. Uh, Oh, Fire Giant Pit's awesome, dude. It's, you go in that thing and you know the whole that's a boss thing fill, The whole thing fills up with lava. 
Bro, yeah. that knock-up is unavoidable on God. Like, you were... Yeah. Like, I got chain knocked up like three times in a row one time and i was like what is happening i was so scared the first time gold fury has like no leash radius basically so i was like taking too much damage i started running away and this freaking thing was chasing me through the jungle like it was so troll it was so fun man i mean it, it do i think it's like better smite overall not even close is it oh, yeah, no. so fun to go back and play Absolutely. I looked forward to every single closed beta test. Um, it was an absolute blast. I can't wait for, for everyone who hasn't played it, which is such a large portion of our player base, um, mm-hmm. to play it again. It brought back a lot of nostalgia, Barry. It was feeling good. I'm very excited for it. Yep. Smite Night, May 21st. Mark your calendars. Queue up. Get on the leaderboard. All that kind of stuff. Um, Wait, so Masters is starting this week, right? It's on like Thursday this week? Correct. It starts this week and then goes into next week. But because you got a top two seed, Barry, you do not need to play in this first week. Isn't that right? That's me. Yep, that's me. And so you have earned the right to play Smite Night all you want on the 21st. True, but not ruin my sleep schedule. But not Not ruin your sleep schedule. You've got a week to fix it afterwards, man. No, that's... I, I've hit an age. Uh, Andy and Aqua came over one night, and I, I don't even know what time they left, but I want to say I was up to like one or two in the morning, which Wait, is, I know, it. pretty, pretty, okay. It's pretty crazy. For I thought you were going to say they didn't leave until like uh, 6 a.m. No, I, I'm on like the 7 a.m., 8 a.m. wake up schedule right now. Ah. So that's a pretty big shift, and it took me a week and a half to fix it. <laughs> Like my body just from one a.m. or something. Yeah, yeah. Literally, literally one night of staying up late. It took me a week and a half to like for okay. my body like readjust. Just wake up a little early then on Saturday morning. It starts. At, it's starting at five. You can wake up a little bit early and play then. Play for twenty four hours straight. No, don't don't play for twenty four hours. But instead of staying I gotta win up the late, first one, dude. Well, then you better. Yeah, then it sounds like you are staying up for twenty four hours straight. Wait, is it okay? That's never mind. Dumb question. Not even gonna ask. Understood. All right, random question of the week. <laughs> this week is brought to you by Manic Scruffy, who DM'd me on Twitter. Thanks, Manic, for submitting a random question of the week, so I didn't need to think about it. You are always welcome, uh, listeners and chatters, to uh, DM me on Twitter. Uh, random question of the week. Um, what is the best toast topping? Oh goodness. Um, am I sick? Mm, give me both options i guess give me the non-sick and the sick okay um so i probably talked about this before but uh growing up whenever i was sick my mom would make a buttered cinnamon sugar toast and every time i ate it yes barry you're red hot (laughs) baby you're you've been on it recently a good opinion let's go thank you thank you like anywhere between slightly toasted to actually toasted is perfect for me Mm -hmm. like if the butter is still like a little cold when you bite into it Mm. but the bread's like hot and Mm -hmm. it's like slightly melted it's literally perfect um i'm proud of you right now barra this is really good work for you the the level of detail that you just gave me on then you've got a top three on top of that? You're willing to go in-depth on the temperature of the butter versus that of the bread? And then you still have two more opinions? That's how you know that we've been doing this podcast for a long time. This is very yeah, me-like, fair. and I'm very that's happy fair. to hear it. Please keep going. 
Okay, so second option is probably just a little. I mean, I am a millennial. Uh huh. So a little guacky toast uh, kind of goes yep. hard. Um, you throw either some guac on there or some avocado on there. Either one's fine. Obviously, it should be a little mushy, or you should like squish it together. Um, you can kind of throw anything in there, um, and then you throw the everything bagel seasoning on there with a nicely toasted piece of bread. You know, it should probably be a little sourdough. Mm. Uh, I don't think wheat's that great with <sighs> guacky. Me and Destiny call it guacky toast. We're just de- degenerates. Uh-huh. Um, and then obviously. Uh, I gotta shout out peanut butter, obviously. Mm. Uh, I don't really have, like, toasted peanut butter, but anytime I think of bread, I think of peanut butter. And lately, I've been going crunchy peanut butter Ooh. in my sandwiches, because... Good call. I don't know why, I just like the texture when I bite into it. No, uh, it's way better. I'm not a, not a big jelly fan. Me I'm either. sorry, I'm don't just not... Nope. I like... Jelly in biscuits is delicious, but jelly with peanut butter, for some reason, it just takes my mouth in too many different directions, and I just like to go in one direction. Yep, I agree. Here's the best way to make a peanut butter sandwich, okay? You get two pieces of bread, crunchy, (laughs) copious amount of peanut butter, of crunchy peanut butter on both sides, then you Mm -hmm. put them together, and then you you squish it so much that the, the pieces of peanut in the crunchy peanut butter are like... It, it, it textures the bread this way, right? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And you can like see mm. where the pieces of peanut are. So it's, you know, you press it that thin. That is the ideal peanut butter sandwich. Uh, no jelly, no nothing else. That's all you need. Um, mm-hmm. It's delicious. But great opinions, Barry, all across the board. Thank you. Um, that's really great work from you. Good question. This was a good question from Manic. Um, yeah, I think I'm with you. You kind of stole my thunder. My oh, personal oh. favorite is butter and cinnamon sugar um it's so good it's it's absolutely delicious i feel like i could eat a whole loaf of bread if i'm just putting butter and cinnamon sugar on it it's addicting it's Mm -hmm. unbelievable the real question barry if you know the toaster has the amount of toast you want to put on your piece of bread right how toast you how toasty you want it how like dark you want your toast Wait, are you following oh, me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, how do I not? How are you confused by this? Like, what? I was so confused. Well, you said how many toast do you want your how toast much? To- how much? To- how much toasting you want on your piece of bread? That's you know. That's how it know is. Well, I was thinking like, cause toast is like, like a noun, right? Uh huh. Like it's like a so noun. It could also and be a verb. verb. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I was like, how many toasts do I want my toast? Like, is he asking how many pieces of bread I want? And the answer is yeah, a lot. Same. Um, yeah. How toasted? Okay, let's go. A one is barely, you know, it. You can't. The no color change. It's just a little bit mm-hmm. firmer. Um, a ten is. You have to like when you scrape. Uh, no it one's with doing a knife. ten. No one's doing ten. No one's doing ten. No one. But yeah, but. 10 yeah. is like, I would argue, inedible. How... I don't even know why a toaster goes that high. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't need it to go that high. That's for sure. Yeah. What is the ideal amount of toasting on your bread? Um, so I am a light toaster. Mm. Um, and our, ours goes from 1 to 8. And I am, I would say I'm like 4.5. Oh, like, okay. you can like... You can twist the knob and you can like go between like the three and four, obviously. Right. 
Or four and five. Um, so I would say I'm about a four point five. Uh, but it depends on the kind of toast that I'm having. I think for guaki toast, uh, I like it a little bit more toasted so it can hold up the weight of the like guacamole, avocado, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. on top because that's pretty heavy. Because I throw a lot on there, right. so I need a I need a pretty heavy or a pretty stiff piece of bread. Right. Structural um, integrity. But, Exactly. Um, for the cinnamon sugar, it's about a two, maybe a three. Mm. Definitely a bit close on those. And for the peanut butter one, I can go honestly anywhere. Mm. Um, just depends on my mood that day. If I want uh, my toast to be a little harder or a little softer, it, anywhere between like a two and like a 4.5 for the peanut butter. Interesting. I actually prefer my bread for peanut butter sandwiches untoasted. I want it to be a little chewy. Um, and respectable. Because I get my crunch from the peanuts. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like a proud dad listening to you talk about the amount of structural integrity. I really didn't give it my all just then, by the way. That was great, and I felt I was right there with you. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I could see you smiling. I got a I, I, smile, but I could yeah, see you smiling. Over I there. felt that made me real happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I prefer mine if my because my toaster goes zero to ten. I'm usually mm-hmm. rocking like five and a half, um, even for the butter and cinnamon sugar um Mm. the i want it to be very firm um and i definitely want some like Mm -hmm. good amount of golden brown color on there so that's you know but i obviously would rather undercook it than overcook it because um as soon someone in chat said yeah richter says eight they put it on eight. You want a little bit of black on it for flavor, but nope. not too much. No, nope. wrong. No, nope. wrong. That's yeah. no. that's that's a terrible. Do you opinion. think this I'm is a sorry? Good, do you think it's good? But, uh, like, is it? Does it make a good show for us to tell the people who are interacting with us? No, you're <laughs> wrong. Is that like good? Is that what makes people well, come back for more? Yeah, I think that's like half of our bit. Is you're very strongly opinionated about a lot of things, and I'm Correct. not very opinionated. But when I do call out someone, or we both agree that someone's wrong, you know that we're, we're right. We're gonna that's let you know. Thing. Yeah, we're gonna let you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's a terrible is. take, by the way. That is a terrible <laughs> take. Good lord, you should. Not the only eat. possible way, Richter, for you to redeem yourself is if you saved money on your wireless bill by going to mainmobile.com/slash/backliners. That's your only saving grace from here, Richter. I'm sorry, we got to call it as we see it. That's uh, that's the way it goes. All right, thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Uh, you know, big show. Hope you um, hope you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Hope that. You know, you guys have some fun when 9.5 launches tomorrow um, or, you know, it's out if you're listening to it after right now, pretty much, um, or tonight. Okay, no. Well, pause, pause, pause. Yeah. Okay, I have tried over-toasted bread, my guy, and it's terrible. Barry, did we Why switch? You... Did we switch today? Look, you're, look, Andy, look. You're, you're taking the bait from a Twitch chatter. That's my thing. I'm the one who stopped me from closing the show to attack a chatter, and and I respect the hell out of it, to be clear. He's defending over-toasted bread, my guy. (laughs) That literally, go go lick a grill, my guy. (laughs) If you want the flavor, go lick a grill. Go outside and lick some charcoal. Like, bro, are you serious? That's such a bad opinion, dude. (laughs) 
<laughs> you cannot seriously. Okay. Okay. Close the show. You, you do the bomb. You, you yeah, the we did switch, right? We did switch. That's the yeah. way it goes. Give us a rating. Minmobile.com slash backliners is our uh, is our sponsor for this episode. So again, the best way to support the show is by supporting our sponsors. Thanks to Mint Mobile. We'll see you next week as we uh, talk about the first week of Masters and how fun that's going to be. It's going to be a good time. So Barry, <laughs> a.k.a. Aggro for this show, because we switched bodies apparently, you know what to do. Bye! It was like goofy. I know. I was. It was a caricature by. It was. It was, was that like a Mickey Mouse or Goofy. I, I, I was. Um. It was intentionally over the top. You know. It was a parody. Did you eat some some burnt toast? <laughs> some burnt toast. No, I'd be coughing up a lung if I ate some burnt toast. I'd be. True. I need some water. Goodness. Stat. <laughs> Disgusting, man. Disgusting. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.